Welcome into the inaugural episode of The Standard. My name is Joey. We are going to be, you know, bringing you a new standard for Steelers news, opinions, everything in between. If you know me, follow me for any period of time. I had a little bit of a podcast last season for the Steelers, and I would go live over on YouTube. But with this, I feel like I'm able to produce a lot more content or, you know, uh, Apple, Spotify, things like that. We'll still post it over on YouTube, but I feel like uh, with this, I'll be able to reach hopefully a bigger audience. Hopefully, if you're listening, I appreciate you. Um, so we're gonna go. We're gonna go right into it, guys. Um, why the standard? Why? Why? Why the name the standard, Joey? Um, well, because as Mike Tomlin once said, the standard is the standard. Um, it's been a joke on my page for for quite some time now, and I feel like that's sort of you know simplistic, and it sort of gives me a way to you know it's obviously Steelers related. But it's something that's, like, not specifically Steelers-related. Because I do want to branch out and, you know, talk about NFL, sports world, things like that. Because, the you know, while the Steelers are life, they're not always in season and things of that nature. But, days of our Steelers. Um, they're a 6-3 and three football team. They defeated the Green Bay Packers 23-19 over the weekend. And um, people looking for an answer, they want, you know, how does this team keep winning games? Um, there's not a reason... Really, I I don't get it. I don't. They they stumble into wins like nothing I've ever seen. I saw a podcast clip from um uh Jerry from Barstool. He has a podcast with Kevin Adams, and they were talking about oh are the Steelers contenders or pretenders, and they both said they're contenders. Well, I'm sorry, you guys are wrong. Okay, <laughs> okay, now. There's a bunch of graphics on Instagram. Posted one on my story today of, you know, who's going to get the one seed in the AFC. The Steelers can technically have the one seed at the end of this week, by the way. We'll get into that a little bit later. But they're pretenders, man. They squeak out wins like nothing I've ever seen. I don't get what what happens. I, I just don't get it. It feels like we just stumble. I don't know a way to put it, genuinely. Jordan Love outplayed Kenny Pickett. Unbelievably. Jordan Love, 21-40, two touchdowns, two picks. Now, the two picks were in the fourth quarter. They were back-breaking picks, I'm not going to lie. One was dropped by Christian Watson, and the other one on the last play of the game, okay, he had to force something up, like, fine. Kenny Pickett, 14-23, of 126 yards. How do you win an NFL football game when your quarterback goes 14-23 of 23 for 126 yards? Well, I'll tell you what. This offensive line is underrated. It's gotten to the point where they're underrated. They have been playing such good football these past couple of weeks. Jalen Warren and Najee Harris combined for 183 yards. It's unbelievable how good they're playing. And Jalen Warren, there was sort of a faulty report of him like, oh, he's being named the starter. I find it like incredibly hilarious that we can't fathom that it's always going to be like these two guys. Because, you know, Najee Harris fans, I'm sorry, he, he's not a bell cow. He's proven that to this point in his career, and there's nothing wrong with that. Jalen Warren is a very good back. They complement each other so well. Najee, you know, supposed to be the bruiser. He likes to do a little bit too much of, uh, you know, dancing around in the backfield. But he's more of the bruiser, and Jalen Warren is the perfect switch-up because he is, like, very downhill, very fast, elusive, all that stuff. How about Jalen Warren, man? 15 carries, 101 yards. Unbelievable. 
So the run game worked well. And that was really the story of the game. I mean, Jalen had a touchdown. Najee had a touchdown. Uh, the leading receiver on the team was George Pickens. Three receptions, 45 yards. George Pickens. Uh, we're, I, we'll get into him. I George Pickens is so funny, dude. I, I love Pickens, man. Definitely one of my favorite Steelers. He's probably number two behind Minka right now. Anyways, but the Steelers are uh, pretenders right now. But when I say that, people are going to get mad. They're going to be like, oh, you know, why are you hating their 6-3? and three? I think that the Steelers are going to make the playoffs, guys. I don't I don't think that I have any doubt, honestly, at this point. Because they're 6-3, and three, and how many... Let's say we need 10 wins to get into the playoffs. I think 10 wins, we can safely say, okay, yeah, that's a playoff team. 6-3 and three right now. This weekend, of course, we play the Browns. Deshaun Watson out for the year, playing DTR. I like our odds in that one. All right? So let's just say for the sake of the conversation, we win that one. Next weekend, Bengals. Bengals, I still worry about catching up in this division. I know they're a game back from everybody else, but I still worry about them because they've looked really good these past couple of weeks. We'll say that's an L. All right, so we're 7-4. and four. Our next three games after that are the Cardinals, Patriots, and Colts. That should be one, two, three wins right there, and that would put us at ten. I it blows my mind. This team can be ten and four with three games left to play. When Stiller Gang said regular season prediction thirteen and four, he he may have been cooking. He he just may have been cooking. It the schedule is just so easy for them. It opens up for them. If the Steelers are able to go one in one in this next in these next two weeks, Browns, Bengals, couple of divisional games, very important games. If they're able to go one in one in those games, I am not only confident that they will make the playoffs, I am certain that they will make the playoffs. Even if they happen to drop one of these games like to the Patriots or something, which would be the biggest Steeler way. That would be the Steeler way. But, you know, I think we'll we'll split with the Browns, maybe. I don't know. I really have faith that we can beat them, though. Split with the Bengals is what I meant to say. Seahawks-Ravens to close out the year. Those are a couple of tough games. But I really think the majority of the wins you're going to see in the month of December. Mike Tomlin said, we will unleash hell in December because we have to. I like our odds. I think that they are going to make the playoffs. And are they frauds? Yes, because I don't think they're necessarily a better football team than anybody that's going to make the playoffs in the AFC. And I know I sound like a hater saying this, but guys, this team is 29th in total defense and 28th in total offense. They're simply the most mind-boggling team in the league this year. How do they win games? Because they have such an elite coaching staff. And it happens every year, this cycle of Steeler fans talking about, oh, Tomlin sucks, and then we start to win some games we shouldn't. And we're winning with a quarterback who isn't going. He's not playing good at all. What is the consistent factor in all these? It's Mike Tomlin and that coaching staff. They continue to time and time again win games. It's unbelievable. This defense is giving up 380 yards a game. 380 yards. It's not in the defense. Okay, yes, they have T.J. Watt. They have Minka Fitzpatrick. So it's a star-studded defense. 
But the linebacking core, I don't know if we saw this today. I'll try to find the tweet. We have an Amazon worker on our linebacking core now. Quan Alexander tearing his Achilles is absolutely devastating. He's out for the year. Mike Tomlin said that they're not going to sign anybody. We'll still see if they do. Tyler Murray, new Steelers linebacker, said yesterday was working at Amazon and received a call from his agent to fly out for a workout with the Steelers. He left mid-shift to get there. He arrived this morning, went to the workout, and signed with the Steelers. What a 24 hours. Quote from Nick Faribault over on Twitter. I have no words. This the Pittsburgh Steelers are six and three, and they have Amazon workers at linebacker. And I, that, that this is not a drill. This is not a joke. It's hilarious that they have Amazon workers on their team, and they could have the one seed in the AFC at the end of the week. Now they need the Bengals to beat the Ravens. They need a lot to happen. They need like four or five things to happen. They need the Jags to lose, the Dolphins to lose. We need to win, obviously, against Cleveland. That is first and foremost. All right. I'll save my breath a little bit on Kenny Pickett. But um, I need to talk about it a little bit, right? Because it feels like this team overall is sort of getting it together. I just went and talked about how the defense is ranked 29th in total defense in the NFL. They're still the reason that we're winning games because they get takeaways somehow and they always seem to come up clutching those big moments. And obviously TJ Watt is, you know, one of the better defensive players in the league. Definitely top three, probably the best, but you know, some would argue anyways, I digress. Kenny Pickett. Um, guys, I don't know who we are trying to kid here with Kenny Pickett. It does not look like he is the guy simply put um i i'm not i want to be wrong about him but he is the exact same player that i was worried about when we drafted him 1600 yards on the season six touchdowns four interceptions well you know he's he's thrown no touchdowns in the past or he's no he's thrown no interceptions in the past four games so he's not turning the ball over he's not the reason we're losing these games right well he's thrown one touchdown in the past four games one touchdown And his numbers in those games, they hover around a 60% completion percentage. Which is alright, I suppose. Um, His highest yard total was against the Rams. With 230. Jaguars game, we don't have to count that one. 73 yards, he went out at halftime, basically. Um, But he's not looked good. And... uh, He only has two more touchdowns and interceptions. I just don't see... Everything's moving right now. The defense is coming up. They continue to make big plays. The running game is really going. Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, they're going to be the reason that, you know, maybe we have a shot in a playoff game. I don't know. I think I feel like I'm getting ahead of myself with the playoff talk. But I, I do think we make the playoffs, guys. Anyways, Broderick Jones, by the way, might just be the best player on the offensive line already. He is such a good run blocker. It is unbelievable. I think he's fit up to the bill already. I'm so happy that he's finally getting reps, that he's finally seeing the field, and it's been so good. Isaac Samulo, I know a lot of people were hating on him the first couple of weeks. Oh my goodness. But as of late, he has been he's been lights out. The offensive line, very solid right now. Um where else? The weapons. 
the weapons are good, man. The weapons that Kenny Pickett has are a lot better situationally than, oh, I don't know. Let's say C.J. Stroud, for example, who might be, you know, one of the, he's, he's an MVP candidate. I'm just going to call it like it is. C.J. Stroud is in the MVP discussions, and his wide receiver one, his leading receiver, is Nico Collins or Tank Dell, whoever you want to say. Do we think that Nico Collins or Tank Dell is better than George Pickens or Deontay Johnson? Do we? No. No, no, no. Um, Pat Frymuth has been injured a lot of the year. So, okay, whatever. But the weapons are performing. Najee, Warren, Pickens, Deontay, they're not getting the ball enough. Um, it's being overthrown. It's not, it's always something. There's always some form of excuse. And at some time, we just have to realize, you know, he's becoming a passenger in these wins. And it's not that Matt Canada has been messing up a whole lot recently. You know, sideline Matt Canada, the legend continues. The offense has just looked smooth these past couple of weeks. I'm going to be honest, I haven't been putting up, you know, 30, 40 points, but that's not how this team is built. They're just not going to put up 30, 40 points without a super elite quarterback in which they don't have. And they won't have. Because Kenny Pickett is, you know, not that guy. But it's a matter of everything else is going. Can Kenny get it going? Mike Tomlin said in his presser on Monday that he absolutely, absolutely needs to see more from Kenny Pickett down the stretch. I mean, I don't know why everybody was freaking out about that. Of course he wants to see more. He's thrown one touchdown in the past four games. Yes, he's not the reason you're losing games with these backbreaking interceptions. He's not being a difference maker. And if we want any sort of chance in any playoff game, he's going to need to be a difference maker. Um, What happens when a team, like, you know, say we play the Dolphins first round. Say what happens when they throw a bomb to Tyree Kill first possession and we're already down. We're going to need Kenny Pickett to move the ball down the field because you're going to run into some teams that can score points and you might not be able to squeak out, you know, sort of a random fourth quarter comeback. So it's just a matter of can Kenny get it going. We'll do weekly Kenny Pickett updates. And I'm going to sound like a hater. But until he plays good, um, I think my evaluation of Kenny Pickett was spot on. Absolutely spot on. Um, I don't I don't know. In conclusion, this team, how are they six and three? I don't know. It feels like they're going in the right direction going down the stretch, which is exactly what you want. The schedule in front of them is easy. It's just a matter of can your quarterback get it going. The blueprint is there. Now, the playoffs are a completely different story. I really think, you know, this team could contend for the North. Seriously. It's going to come down to them and the Ravens. If Steelers continue to win games, the Ravens are going to be a tough out. That game, last game of the year, is going to mean a lot. It's going to be a big one, most definitely, moving down the stretch. Offensively, the Steelers, what did I say they were? They were 28th, 28th in the league. They average under 300 yards. They've been outgaining every single game. It's it's mathematically impossible for them to be 6-3. and three. But here they are, and they got a damn good shot to go 7-3 and three as they play the Browns this weekend. Deshaun Watson out for the season. Some some sort of shoulder injury. I don't know. Um, should be interesting for the Steelers going down the stretch. Okay. Now, 
I talked about George Pickens um, near, near the beginning of the show. One of my favorite players on the team. And it seems like George Pickens is a very interesting character, if you haven't noticed by now. Not only the mask, the, you know, pregame outfits, most famously his, like, all-purple outfit where he's actually wearing, like, three different shades of purple. He is such an eclectic person. Um, I love him. I love the personality. But it seems like he doesn't like the fans. I recall training camp, he, like, hated fan interaction. And I always thought that was interesting because he's so beloved in the fan base and people know how talented he is and he shows it on the field when he gets the ball and the issue is that he does not get the ball nearly enough as he should not nearly and he knows it and he's not afraid to voice his sort of frustrations and I I I side with George Pickens in his frustrations. Um, obviously, we all know about his you know, social media posts saying, free me. And in that, he unfollowed Kenny Pickett, uh, Mike Tomlin. And he was saying, oh, you know, it's nothing personal. I, I separate social media and football. And people made a big deal out of it. And I think it's all very funny because George Pickens is an individual that won't be understood by the media won't be understood by fans, feed him the ball. Because he is literally, I am of the firm belief, perhaps I'm delusional, he is one of the most talented receivers in the entire National Football League. He could be a top 10 receiver if he got the ball. I don't think I don't know if he's still on pace for 1,000 yards. He's got 566 right now with how many games does he have left? Eight games to play? I don't know. It's going to be close. I think he's probably still on pace, but it's it's going to be close. But George Pickens unfollowed Kenny Pickett on Instagram, much like I did. I, I stand with you, George. I agree with you. I don't know why Kenny isn't getting you the ball. And the people saying, you know, oh, it's, it's a non-story, you know, the media is sort of blowing it up. I think it means something that he unfollowed Kenny Pickett. Um, why do I think that? Because he's obviously so frustrated with himself after, you know, that Titans toe drag. We don't talk about that. That that what that was very bad, obviously. Should have been a touchdown. Ten million percent. But who does George Pickens follow on Instagram? Does anybody want to take a guess? Would anybody like to take a guess who George Pickens follows on Instagram? That is not named Kenny Pickett. Well, first of all, he unfollowed Mike Tomlin, which I think is funny. Does not follow Mitchell Trubisky either. Um, But he follows Mason Rudolph. Why? I... I don't know. I... I I can't really explain this one. I'm going to attempt to explain all of these. But Mason Rudolph, I can't explain. Uh, Malik Willis. Remember Malik Willis? I know I do. Um, I think I'm pretty famously known for wanting Malik Willis in that draft where they drafted Kenny Pickett. There's a very famous clip of uh, Parker and myself on live when they announced that pick. And when Kenny Pickett got picked, oh, we were uh, were not very happy. 
We were big Malik Willis fans, as was a good portion of Steelers Instagram, I feel like. Um, I apologize for that one, by the way. Malik Willis sucks. But George Pickens follows Malik Willis, does not follow Kenny Pickett. So start the agenda there if you want. Start the agenda and stop the count. Okay. Mason Rudolph, we already talked about. C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud, offensive rookie of the year. Um, You know, great quarterback, C.J. Stroud. Not sure why George Pickens follows him. Did they play against each other in college? I, I don't recall, but I could be wrong there. Don't know what the connection is, though. Um, You guys remember Chris Oladukin? He was picked in the seventh round by the Steelers in the 2021 draft. Do you guys remember him? Yeah. Well, um, George Pickens follows him on Instagram. Why? I don't know. Super Bowl champ Chris Oladukin. I don't know if he's still on the Chiefs. I couldn't even tell you. Um, he was with the Steelers, not even through all of training camp. He was cut before the end of training camp last year. George Pickens still follows him. Clearly has more of a relationship or likes him more than Kenny Pickett. Um, Sam Howell, another you know young quarterback, same draft class as Kenny. He's not on your team. You're following him. You're not following Kenny Pickett. Uh, Justin Fields. I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel about Justin Fields. I. I don't know if it's going to work out in Chicago for him. George Pickens follows him. George Pickens likes him more than Kenny Pickett. It feels to me like George Pickens doesn't like Kenny Pickett, man. And it's funny. I don't know. I stand with him. Get him the ball. His stats these last few games. These last three games, your best offensive player. Yeah, I said it. Your best offensive player has six catches for 60 Six yards. It's unbelievable. Jaguars one catch, 22 yards, and a touchdown. Get him the ball. His one catch was a touchdown. Are you serious? Mitch Trubisky, you know, sort of sort of saved the day right there. Not going to lie. Titans game, Um, that was the, the famous uh, Pickens toe tap catch game. Two receptions, negative one yard. He had negative yards in a football game. Um, Unacceptable on both ends, really. Packers, three catches, 45 yards. And I don't think the separation is the issue. I don't. I don't know what the issue is, but I don't think it's the separation. It it blows my mind. Get George Pickens the ball is sort of sort of my point. Ah, it's rough out there for George Pickens. I love him though, man. I love George Pickens. He's such a fun guy. His Instagram is very funny. I appreciate his posts, particularly the one where he he sort of, you know, poses with ramen and Doritos. That's one of my favorites. One of my favorite Instagram posts of all time, really, where he's, like, standing on his counter, hugging a bag of Doritos. I, I, I like it. I, I love George. All right. We'll move on here. A couple of closing points. I posted something on my Instagram story during the game. Last week, I'll see if I can pull up the results still. I don't know if I'll be able to. But basically, I said, who's a better quarterback right now? Kenny Pickett or Josh Dobbs? Because Josh Dobbs, Steelers legend, by the way, has been balling as of recently. Unless you live under a rock, you know what I'm talking about. And 1,726 votes for Josh Dobbs, 673 votes for Kenny Pickett. So Josh Dobbs is widely regarded as a better quarterback than Kenny Pickett. I think that's interesting. 
Um, Steelers fans are starting to sort of turn on Kenny um, because he isn't playing good. We're to the point in Kenny's time as the Steelers quarterback where he's disabled his comments on Instagram. Um, I assume some people have been commenting some nasty things. Not nice, guys. Not nice. Um, But I thought that was interesting how Steelers fans are, you know, they're taking Josh Dobbs over Kenny Pickett. I think that's very funny. But, you know, tonight... We're having an argument in a group chat on Instagram. Buck and Believe, go follow him, by the way. Love Jack, great guy. He posted Daniel Jones or Kenny Pickett. And that right now, 80% Kenny Pickett. I don't know why the narrative flipped on Danny Dimes so quickly. He had a very good year last year, I think, overall. And Kenny Pickett, you know, not a great year either year, really. Daniel Jones just got hurt. He played very good last year. Won a playoff game. Who knows? Maybe Kenny Pickett will win a playoff game, and I won't be able to say that. Maybe he will. All right. My last point here. Antonio Brown, man. We need to do... We'll we'll always do Antonio Brown news, whenever there's Antonio Brown news, which I assume there will be a lot of, because he's off the rails. We know all about his antics. Um, He posted something on his Instagram story I was very interested by. Um... There's some app or, like, website. I don't know what it is, but he posted a screenshot of it. And it's how much money he has spent on Gucci in the last year. Anybody want to take a guess? Do we think it's over or under $100,000? I'll give you a couple seconds to answer, and I will just say, Oh, Joey, over under $100,000 is a lot. Well, if you said over, you are very correct. He has spent $246,000 on Gucci in the past 12 months. Now, obviously, I'm not the type of guy to go out and buy Gucci. What would I do with Gucci? I don't got the money for that. I'm in college, all right? What in the world is he buying? I looked at Gucci's website because, you know, journalism, right? We need to get the facts here. And like a shirt will run you like 700 bucks, you know. A jacket will typically run you from like 2500 to three three grand. Pants are like 1000 bucks or more. But even at those prices, racking up $246,000 in Gucci in a year is unbelievable. And that brings you to another question. How much money did Antonio Brown make in his career? $88 million off of contracts. $88 million. He made bank, man. He made bank. One of the best receivers of the 2010s, no doubt. My favorite player ever. $88 million, and he spent quarter of a million dollars in the past year on Gucci clothes. Sort of interesting, I think. Um, I don't know. Antonio Brown off the rails, but I thought that was pretty funny in general because I had no idea how much Gucci clothes cost because I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'd never looked, um, I'd never thought about purchasing any Gucci. So Antonio Brown, you have inspired me to get on the Gucci website. So I, I thank you for that. AB, come on the pod. I would love to have you on the pod. You're my favorite player ever. Um, we'll, we'll talk ball and we'll talk, we'll talk Gucci. Maybe you could put me on to something. Um, anyways, that will about do it for episode one here of the standard. I appreciate you. If you listened, like seriously, I, I really appreciate if you guys were listening to this and you listened to me yap for the last 28 minutes of your time. I feel like these are going to be better overall when they're closer to 30 minutes. 
We'll try to do a couple of these a week during the season and then, you know, off-season. We'll talk about the draft, but content might be a little bit slow, you know, before free agency and stuff like that. I want to do mailbag questions. I want to answer your questions. Let me know. DM me on Instagram, Steelers by Joey. If, uh, you know, you have a question for the pod, tell me you want this answered on the pod. I may post it on my Instagram story before. I go recording so I can answer some questions. We'll do a mailbag episode every once in a while. But um, if anybody has any ideas or suggestions, you know, leave, leave them down below. Message me on Instagram. I'm on all social medias at Steelers by Joey. I seriously appreciate all you guys listening. Uh, we'll be back very soon on The Standard. <laughs>